Hey, what's up, everybody? Today's podcast. This is a real deal podcast. I feel like I haven't done a solo podcast in mad long. It's because I haven't recorded one in mad long. But uh, every other week, you get a solo one. But I haven't recorded in like two, three weeks. So I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in so long. To my beloveds, I love you guys so much. I miss you. I miss just talking. I miss when it was just you and me. I love that. Because uh, I've been having guests on. It's a little bit different. And, and, you know, I got to share. I got to share. You get to hear from other stuff. You get to hear from other people, which is good. And I love that. I'm going to continue having guests on because it's friggin' awesome. And, uh, but, you know, I miss it. I miss just, I miss it just being with you and me. You guys are like my lovers. And uh, I, I, I get jealous when other people get to talk to you, not just me. I want, I want all of you guys. I want you all for myself. That's how much I love you guys. I don't want to share you with anybody. Because we're lovers, and you, this is intimate, all right? <laughs> um, but today, it's all me, and, and today's a real deal podcast, all right? Um, and so if you're looking for something that's just kind of funny and silly-goosey, like I usually am, uh, this isn't that. This is, this is real deal. This is update. This is, this is my life. This is a life update. So this isn't... This isn't just happy-go-lucky, all oh, this cool stuff in Thailand. Uh, this, is, this is the real deal. I had to, gotta be honest with you guys, because I'm a little stressed, all right? And so I wish I could give you the, the happy-go-lucky, everything-is-awesome type podcast. But I couldn't, couldn't do it this week, because this week's been tough. And so I had to be honest with you guys, and so I did. And so if you're looking for something a little light and funny, and engaging maybe even uh don't listen to this but if you want to hear real deal life update this is this is the podcast for you so if you listen to this podcast i love you so much and if you choose not to listen to this podcast i love you less than the person who does choose to listen so just know that before you continue to listen or not guess what i'm just kidding i'm just kidding because I love you all the same. If you choose to listen to this podcast, I love you. And if you decide not to, I love you. All right? So thank you. Thank you for clicking on this podcast just to start. And here we go, baby. Here it comes. It's coming right now. Here. Here we go. So I've never experienced culture shock but i've officially reached the point of experiencing culture fatigue and what i mean by that is i'm i'm getting to the point where all these these differences in lifestyle are no longer new and exciting they're familiar and stressful and when i say i've never experienced culture shock culture shock one it's because I think it's kind of silly to experience culture shock because when you're going to a, a new place, you expect there to be differences. You expect almost you expect almost everything to be different. The food to be different, transportation to be different, the way you interact with people different, the music, the religion, the food is all different. You know those things uh, before going to a new country. And so I think it's kind of silly to be caught off guard with culture shock and to be uh, uh, unprepared, I guess. 
I, that's, that's never happened to me because I've always been expectant of those things. But now I've officially reached the point where all of those differences, all of those expected differences are starting to weigh on me. Um, and so the differences of transportation. I remember, I think I said it on this podcast before, when, when I would ride around on the motorbike when I first got here. It was exciting. It was new. It was like a video game. Because it's crazy while you're driving the motorbike. Like, you literally just weave in and out of traffic. You go around people. Like, you go on the other side of the road. It's very normal to do those things. With, when you're driving a motorbike here, you have the right of way no matter what. <laughs> so you can be, like, running a red light. And the motorbike has the right of way right of way over the car who has a green light it's absolutely insane um and so any any tv or movie that you've seen of crazy manic driving in asian countries it's totally completely like that and at first when i got here i was like oh this is super fun like this is exciting weaving in and out of traffic and uh driving pretty crazily but it's normal for everybody here at first it was exciting it felt like a video game but now it's i'm a, now i'm to the point where i'm a, i'm literally afraid when i'm driving at night because it's so stressful and i feel like i'm going to die <laughs> every single time i drive because it's insane and now me saying that i feel like i'm going to die every single time i drive is a little bit of an exaggeration, but not really, because Thailand, out of all of the countries in the world, Thailand is number two on the list of deaths per 100,000 citizens due to driving. So out of every 100,000 citizens in Thailand, I think the number was 26 of them die per year. I'm not sure what the population of Thailand is, but out of every 100,000 citizens, 26 of them die per year because of, um, due to driving. And so it's not just 26 people die per year. It's for every 100,000 citizens, uh, 26 of them are dying. And that's the second most, that's the second highest out of all the countries in the world second highest deaths per driving in the whole world and so that's where i drive every single day not every single day about a few times a week and it's insane and that's the thing it gets me and now i'm gonna i'm gonna rag on thai culture right now and it bothers me when people get so butthurt when people say bad things about a culture but I don't agree with that. Like, I don't agree with taking offense in that way because there are some bad things about some cultures. Like, I feel like that goes without saying. I feel like it's even silly to be explaining that. Like, there are bad things about certain cultures. And there are certain aspects of cultures that are better than aspects of other cultures. Like, in America, it's clearly evident that the way we drive in America is better than the way people drive in Thailand. Because 
Thailand has the second most deaths per year driving. And now that's a small example. It's not very personal. Uh, and so it's easy to it's easy to chew on that and to and to and to take that in because oh it's just the way they drive it's not really something personal it doesn't have to do with their religion or uh, their social interactions or the way they do things blah 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 blah. But I think it I think it's it stands true for other aspects of culture too. Um, like let's take for let's take for example the way some cultures treat women. And let's look at the Nordic countries, where they're, uh, they're, the Nordic countries have, out of all the countries in the world, have some of the, the greatest uh, equal opportunities for men and women in the business place. And that is clearly, clearly better. So they do, the Nordic countries do that better than every other country in the world. And so I think it's, it's silly to to say that, oh, you know, it's just a part of their culture, that's the way it is, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. I think that's totally not true. And especially for adults. Because adults, I've, I think it's a, very, it's a very sad life to not be self-aware enough to see the faults in your upbringing and see the faults in the way you do things. Because once you become an adult, it's time to be responsible for yourself and responsible for the way you do things. And it's, it's clearly evident in, in some cultures that they got to get it together. They got to get it together. Like it is 2018. Get it together. All right? But people in America, too, we got to get it together. Um, and I think if... If people don't call those things out of certain cultures, then, then nothing changes. And so I think it's okay to call a spade a spade. Because when you start calling a spade a spade, things get better. Um, and so I think it's important for us to, to really examine the things that we do on an everyday basis and why we do them. And I think about it all the time, why I do the things that I do and if this is just culture and uh, cultural and it's really wrong and there are better ways to live, that's one of my favorite things about traveling because I get to see how other people do it and it helps me get better. And there's many ways to get better. That's the way that I do it. Um, speaking of driving and how terrible it is here, and now this, all right, so now this is a pretty deep thing. Not deep as in philosophical, but it goes. A, it's a deep reflection of the culture. And so people believe in reincarnation in Thailand. And so they believe that some of the dogs, or they believe that dogs could possibly be the reincarnation of previous relatives or um, just people that they knew. They think that dogs could be previous humans who have been reincarnated in dog form. And so the result of that is they're always, they're feeding, that they always feed the dogs, the stray dogs. and they don't give them any consequence. Like, they don't give the dogs any consequences for anything that they do. And so the dogs just rule the streets. And what I mean they don't do any consequences is, like, there will literally be a dog in the middle of the street, and they won't move for cars. And the cars will just stop immediately. And they won't... uh they won't, they'll just wait until the dog 
leaves. And so there's constantly dogs in the street that the cars get out of the way of. And you know, in America, that if a dog's in the street and it sees a car coming, it runs out of the street. It gets out of the way. But here in Thailand, the dogs just stand there. It's basically like the dog has the right of way. Like the dog own the dogs own the street. And so and then when like they're because they're really territorial. And so when you're riding, when I'm riding through the streets on a moped, literally some dogs will try to not let you pass. And so I'll literally be riding my moped and dogs will stand in the middle of the street and I'd have to avoid them. And as I'm riding up the street, they'll start chasing me and start trying to bite me as I'm riding my moped past them. And it's so incredibly stressful. Think about if every time you left the house, you had to avoid the gangs of dogs that were trying to bite you as you drove past. It's, it's literally, it gives me anxiety. It gives me anxiety that I have to try and, like, and you know, this is bad, but, and so I hope you can understand why I do this, but as the dogs are trying to bite me, I will literally have to kick them away as I'm riding. And so many times as I leave my house, especially at nighttime, I have to attempt to kick a dog in the face so I don't get bitten. And (laughs) it's such a crazy thing because (laughs) it's just so normal for me to have to do that now, that every time I leave the house at nighttime, I have to have it, I have to prepare myself to kick a dog in the face so it doesn't bite me as I ride by. And so it's tough. It's tough. And that's one of the things that is no longer fun and exciting. Because at first when I got here, I was like, ooh, cool. I got to like avoid the dogs. This is a new thing. I've never had to do this before. But now it's incredibly annoying to the point where I get anxiety and I, I'm like, I freak out while I'm driving at night. And the reason I freak out at night is because uh, this story, it's, it's stupid on my part for one reason. And, like, incredibly stupid on my part for one reason. And so I was riding home from exercising. And it was pretty late at night. And uh, so there were these dogs. There was, like, six or seven of them. So seven of them in the middle of the street having a dog orgy. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that because it happened. In the middle of the street, all these dogs were paired up and having sex with each other. And so I was like, oh, shoot. All right, I'm going to be a gentleman here and go around the doggy orgy. And so I slow down and I start to go around the doggy orgy, and all the dogs who were having sex had no idea I was there because they were having sex and they weren't aware of their surroundings. But there was this one weirdo dog that was on the outside of the orgy, just kind of like watching and tagging along, you know, like one of those creeper dogs. And as soon as I start to go past 
the doggy orgy. This dog sees me and then runs directly in front of my motorbike and I hit the dog. And like I hit the dog right in its stomach and I wipe out. And there was nothing wrong with the motorbike because I braced everything with my skull. And so I fell onto the concrete. And the stupid thing, the incredibly stupid thing, was that I was not wearing a helmet. So I hit this dog, I fall onto the concrete, scrape my shoulder, and slam my head on the ground. And it's the hardest that I've ever hit my head in my entire life. And like I've never been I've never been confused or like you know in the movies when somebody hits their head and they're confused afterwards and they don't really know what's going on. I smacked my head and I, I it was crazy. It was such a weird experience. And my everything was ringing, like my half my head was numb and I just remember I was riding the moped one second and the next second Everything was ringing, and I was totally confused about what just happened. And so then I pick up the bike, and like I don't really feel like my head hurt, but I didn't really feel the rest of my body to see if it hurt. And my finger, my finger was swollen, but it wasn't that bad. Like I was going max twenty five, thirty kilometers per hour, and so that's max 20 miles per hour so i was going max 20 miles per hour when i hit the dog and so then uh i wiped out and then all the dogs scatter they're all gone after i hit the dog and my first thought was i'm going to i want to kill every single one of these dogs because it's so annoying that they they own the streets and nobody does anything about it and the dogs just bark constantly, constantly, constantly. But people let them do whatever they want. Um, and it's incredibly annoying. And the Thai people, and the Thai people, this isn't just a me thing. This is for the whole country. And so I walk a lot. And the Thai people think I'm crazy because I walk so much. Because they too are afraid of the dog. And so this isn't just me as an American thing. The Thai people, the Thai people literally do not walk places, at least in this area. And overall in the country, they don't walk a lot. Even when I was in Bangkok, people are like, think you're crazy if you walk because they, they're like, just take a bus, take the taxi. It's too hot. Um, but over here, people don't walk because they're afraid of the dogs. And so every time I say, oh, I'm going for a walk, Thai people are like, no, 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 don't. The dogs are dangerous. And whenever I walk around, I'm the only person walking. I never see anybody else walking ever. And so it's not just a me thing. It's a whole Thailand thing that people don't walk places because they're afraid of the dogs. And I bet if people didn't feed stray dogs, the stray dogs would go somewhere else. And they'd go find food somewhere else. They'd go be strays in other parts of the country. And you wouldn't have to deal with dogs uh, not letting you walk places. And you'd get to walk outside. What a novel idea, getting to walk places again. But 
people don't people don't do it and so yeah uh i definitely i definitely had a concussion for sure uh did i go to the doctor no am i a doctor who's able to successfully diagnose a concussion no so i have no idea if i had a concussion but i know that after you hit your head really hard and teach first grade it totally sucks uh <laughs> so i have no idea if i had a concussion but i know if you hit your head and then you go teach six-year-olds it's super sucky for sure um like my half of my head was numb for a couple days it was ringing in my ears for like a whole day i was confused for about uh, like there was some small moments of confusion throughout the week uh and so did i have a concussion i don't know did i know that it sucked uh-huh for sure but i feel totally fine now so i'm not dead was it incredibly stupid of me not to wear a helmet and then not go to the doctor yeah it was <laughs> got nothing else to say about that no excuses because uh, that's totally on me and that was a stupid thing but i did it uh but i'm okay now and but before this i was said to myself i wanted to get a motorcycle because i've always been fascinated with motorcycles i think they're a ton of fun or i thought they were a ton of fun but now when i fell off the a glorified moped going max 20 miles per hour and my whole body was hurting for a week afterwards and the all the skin of my shoulder was peeled off because of the road rash like i had a minor crash and i felt like i was out of commission and in terrible pain for about a week and so i can can't imagine getting into a motorcycle accident going 30 miles per hour 40 miles per hour, 50 miles per hour. You're not even at highway speed. That's crazy. I mean, if, you get, if you get into a motorcycle accident on the highway, you, you're probably going to die. And so now, am I going to get a motorcycle? Um, maybe. Because you want to know why? I'm incredibly stupid. But now, after having this minor crash, I now drive the motorcycle much safer. And I wear a helmet every time, even if I'm just going up the block. I put the helmet on. Um, so I did learn learn things from it. I do now. I'm a lot more aware, and I drive a lot more safely now. And uh, so, so yeah, I did learn things. And so I'm a little less incredibly stupid now after having my minor crash with the dog. Um. And I've lived to tell the tale. And I've got, I don't know if it's going to scar, but my shoulder looks kind of cool. And it would be kind of a cool story. If somebody was like, hey, what happened to your shoulder? And I'd be like, do you know what an orgy is? And then they'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, I crashed into one on a motorbike once. <laughs> and then uh it might not be that funny but in my head that's kind of funny and so uh so yeah so i'm a little stressed right now my beloveds i love you guys i love you guys so much and i'm so glad that you listen to this podcast and i do this i like 
I really do enjoy and I like I like it when you guys enjoy this podcast and I like it when you laugh and I like it when you listen to things. Um and I like it when you're engaged. I like it when you're interested. I love it. I love that. But I don't do it for that. Um and I was listening to a stand-up comedian the other day and it what he said really really rang true to me. He was saying how he doesn't do stand-up comedia. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do stand-up comedy to make you laugh. He does stand-up comedy to make him not cry. And this is something that I really look forward to. I really love it. I really love doing this and so I I love it that you guys listen and I love it that you laugh and I love it if you're engaged. I love it if this podcast is interesting to you. And I love it that you get to keep up with my life. I love those things. But I don't do it for that. I don't do it to make you laugh. I don't do it to keep you engaged. I do it to, to, make, to make me not cry. Because uh, this is something that I really look forward to. And it's, it's now that the culture fatigue is, is... And I didn't coin that term. I'm not, I didn't make up culture fatigue. Somebody told me about it when I went to Costa Rica. And I didn't even experience it at all. I didn't experience an ounce of it when I was in Costa Rica. Now it's now it's really starting to hit me. Uh, I've been I've been ex- I've been outside of the United States for exactly five months to this day, December twelfth. Uh, it's my sister's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Maria. Um, and yeah, so I've been out of the United States for exactly five months now, and the culture fatigue is starting to hit me. And so this is something that I really look forward to. And, you know, I wasn't, and I hope this podcast isn't depressing, but I got to be honest with you guys. Um, like, it kind of, there's a lot of sucky, it kind of sucks. Like, I do a lot of cool, there's some cool stuff that goes down, but a lot of it kind of sucks. And, uh, one of the, I'll tell the cool thing, the cool thing is, you know, all right, so I was saying, I was coming back from exercising. I go exercise at the park. They have this outdoor gym where it's just all these ridiculously crappy weights, but it's a cool atmosphere. And uh, the guys that go are pretty cool. No, no, nobody speaks English. Uh, but there's this, there was this group of kids that always go. They're probably a little bit younger than me and maybe early 20s, late teens. And uh, I saw them all trying to do this one. Uh, a calisthenic exercise that I knew how to do pretty well. And they were doing it kind of poorly. And their their technique was off. And I saw they were struggling when they didn't have to. They just had to tweak like a minor thing. And it would have made it a lot easier for them. And I've already seen them for a couple of weeks. They, it wasn't the first time that they've seen me. It wasn't the first time that I've seen them. And so I walk over to them. And I do the thing that they were trying to do. And then without saying any words i just kind of like pointed and showed how i was doing it and then so they were trying to do a handstand they were trying to go from the yoga pose crow into a handstand they were trying to press from crow into a handstand and what they were doing and what crow is when you put your two hands on the floor and then you put your knees on your triceps and you're supporting your body weight with your hands. Your feet are no longer touching the ground. And they were trying to do that into a handstand. 
and by no means am I a handstand master, but I can do that. Um, and so, uh, but what they were doing, like their elbows were on the inside of their knees, and their their arms were too far spread out, and they weren't engaging their core, and so all of those things are really simple fixes, and it makes it so much easier. I went over to them and showed them how I did it, and then right after, they started doing it. And so they were like, they were mind blown. It was super cool. They were like, whoa. It was like, wow, blah, blah, blah. I have no idea what they're saying. But the look on their faces were, the look on their faces were happy ones. And they were excited about their accomplishments and about how much easier it just got for them when they made those few little changes. And so now, every time I see those guys, they call me teacher, uh, which is cool because I am a teacher. And it's cool that even outside of the school, people refer to me as teacher. And I love that because I love teaching. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, it's something that I have a lot of pride, pride in. And, and I, and I want to get good at it. I want to keep getting I want to get better and better at it. It's something that I'm, I'm really uh, fascinated with and really intrinsically motivated towards getting better at. And so it's really cool for me to have people refer to me and to know me as a teacher even outside of the classroom and an experience like that could happen in the united states um but i don't know if it would happen to this degree because there was no there was no rivalry between me and these people uh and these guys at the gym there's no competition there's no uh i'm better than you there was none of that and and i think all those, because like if you did that in the United States and you went up to some guy in the gym and you were like, hey man, try it out this way. If we're a girl, if we're going to the same, guys or girls, if a girl went up to a guy, blah, 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 a guy went up to a girl, vice versa, and tried to show them something, a lot of times that guy or girl might be kind of pissed, might get kind of pissed at the guy or the girl who's, who's trying to teach him something. Might get kind of pissed and they might be a little standoffish. It might be like, all right, whatever, guy, go, uh, mind your own business like that could easily happen um but here i think because i wasn't able to speak to them i had to adopt a countenance like a lowly and humble countenance and kind of approach them with such gentleness because then i had to convey it in in different ways other than my words and so i and you know a smile really goes a long way it's incredible and it's incredible how effective a smile is and you know it's really easy to i think it's incredibly easy to tell what a person is like by the way by their eyes i can't describe it but i think it's really easy to, to see what somebody's like just by the look in their eyes um and so if you're generally a nice person and you don't let any pride get in the way of teaching, I think, it's, I think it's easily receivable. And so without being able to speak to them, I think a lot of the getting rid of the, the pride that I have, like the bad type of pride, uh, is a lot, it's a lot more easy. It's a lot easier to get rid of that pride when you can't use your words. Because you have to, in other ways, convey that you're a friend. And other ways that are more 
uh, genuine and more heart-to-heart in that, uh, I don't know, in just that the way you smile, the way that you approach it, the way that your body language, all those other things, it's kind of like, you know, Daredevil, how he was blind and all his other senses were heightened. It's kind of like that. When I can't speak, I have to convey my message in so many different ways. And so I'm incredible, like, if we ever play charades together, Pick me, okay? So, because I want you to imagine, you know, when you're playing charades and you're trying to get your partner to guess your word and you know what it feels like when you can't speak, that's what it's like for me all day, every single day. Uh, And it's starting to get stressful. It's starting to get stressful. And it's because at the start, it was cool. It was like, oh, this is so fun. But after five months of it, it's like, dang, I just wish I could talk to somebody. And so that's why I like doing this, because I feel like I'm talking to somebody. Uh, and it really is something that I look forward to. And I love doing it. And so I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful that you listen to this podcast. Because you're giving me a chance to talk to somebody. Because I know somebody is listening. If, even if one person was listening to this podcast, there's not many more than one person. There's not, there's not that many people who listen to this. But if it was just one, I would do it all the same. Because it would feel like I was talking to somebody. And so thank you for listening to this. Because I get to talk to you. So I love you. Thank you so much. You are one of my only begotten beloved listener and i love you so much uh and so that's a cool thing about going to the gym or going to the outdoor fitness center if you could call it that uh is to have those experiences with those guys without any uh without any language it's kind of cool and for them to refer to me as teacher and so that when i walk around and i walk into the gym just random thai people say hello teacher every time and that's pretty dope. Like, that's super cool. And you can't get that in the United States. It's not going to happen. You're not going to walk into a gym. And people who don't speak your language aren't going to call you teacher. Uh, and so that's super dope. And I love that. Uh, but you know what's not super dope? Uh, is I don't get to spend the holidays with my family. Um, and, you know, I knew that was coming. But I didn't. I didn't know how much it was going to suck, and I'm happy, well, I'm not happy, but I'm grateful that I'm experiencing this now, and I'm, I'm getting to experience what it's like being alone during the holidays, because the next time that I'm not alone for the holidays, it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to be so much more grateful for it. I'm going to be so much more grateful for my family. I'm going to be so much more grateful for um, just the normalcies that we sometimes, that I knew I sometimes took for granted back home in the United States. Um, and so, like, Thanksgiving just rolled around, and I didn't do, didn't do a thing. Didn't do anything. Uh, like, people, nobody knows Thanksgiving is here. Uh, 
Um, and so didn't have Thanksgiving dinner. Didn't see family. Didn't didn't say happy Thanksgiving to anybody. And you know it kind of sucked, and it, it taught me something that, and I always knew this, and because everybody always says this, but I never understood it. I never understood it until now. In that everything that you need requires sacrifice, and everybody always says that. Everybody, everybody says that, but I never understood it until now. And it sounds incredibly cliche, because it is cliche. It's a cliche that everything requires sacrifice. But I didn't get that. I didn't understand it before doing this. I didn't understand that I, that I couldn't have everything. Because I'm one of those guys who, who wants everything all the time. And so this is being here. And even though uh, there's, there's a lot of suckiness about being here, I'm. It's true that I am grateful now. I am already grateful for this experience now. Even though it sucks a lot, I it's not like it's not like I know that I'm gonna be grateful for this five years from now. Like I'm grateful for this now. Because really I've never I've never had a prolonged period of time that has been incredibly difficult ever in my entire life until now and um right now i'm grateful for it because i'm learning so much more about myself i'm learning so many life lessons um and i'm learning so much more about what i want in life and about who i am and being here is really showing me it's not changing me it's showing me who i really am and I'm learning so much more about that now than I ever have in my entire life. And so I'm grateful for that now, um, which, I'm, which I'm happy about. And so, but it doesn't look past the suckiness of it because it's, because right now, because now I'm in the month of December. And so my, I have to start paying my student loans now. And things got really real, real quick. And and so everybody's got student loans. Everybody. And I'm grateful that I have student loans. I'm grateful that I have loans to pay. That means I went to college. That means I've got an education. And so I'm extremely grateful for that. And I've been very privileged throughout my entire life. And so I'm not I'm not I'm not saying my life has been hard any step of the way. And even now, I'm getting by. I'm getting by. But this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Hands down. Uh, and I'm glad that I'm facing it because it's making me stronger. Um, and that's a cliche too. That adversity makes you stronger. Because it is. I'm, it's freaking awesome. And I'm super grateful that the experiences that I've had so far in life. Not a, lot of get to, not a lot of people have done the things that I've gotten to do. And so I'm super grateful for that. But the things that I do, the things that I'm doing right now, it's not all it's not all gumdrops and rainbows, you know, because a lot of people will hit me up and they'll be like, oh, I'm so jealous that you get to do this. Oh, I'm so uh, I so wish I could be doing what you're doing. One, you could be, but you're just not because it's not really hard what I'm doing to get here. It's not 
really difficult. It's, there's difficult things that you have to overcome, but it's kind of pretty simple to move to a new country because when you boil it down, it doesn't really take much. You need a plane ticket, and that's it, and then you're there. Uh, but then the other things you have to overcome, those are where people think it's super difficult, but it's not a crazy thing to uh, hop on a plane and live in a new place. Um, and, and so even though I get, I do have incredible, incredible, incredible experiences, um, that make being here worthwhile, but I didn't realize the sacrifice that was attached to it. And sacrifices in order to get, learn all these life lessons that I'm learning now. I got to, I got to sacrifice being with my family. I've had to sacrifice being alone on Christmas because Christmas is in the next couple of weeks. And I've got to sacrifice being around every single person that I've never, I've ever known ever. Uh, and so it's tough. And, and so another cliche that I've learned that's totally true, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Because I thought coming here, everything was going to be awesome. I was going to find exactly what I'm looking for, that I was looking for. Um, but I didn't. And I realized being here, it was kind of the opposite. Because I wanted to come here. I wanted to go so far away. Because I wanted to experience freedom. I wanted to go somewhere. I wanted to go so far away where I could just be completely free. But in doing so, uh, I feel it's kind of the opposite that's happened is that I feel so much less free here in Thailand than I did in the United States because it's so much more difficult for me to do everyday normal activities that it's quenched my freedom because I have to rely on so many people on an everyday basis just to get by. Like to go to the store, I have to borrow my neighbor's motorbike. If my neighbor isn't here, I have to call a taxi, but the taxi drivers don't speak English. So I have to get somebody to call me a taxi. If nobody's around to call me a taxi, I have to go walk 30 minutes to the closest store and ask them to call me a taxi. And now, yes, I'm living in a different country. I should speak the language, 100%. I should speak the language. But and I talked about this before, but it's not as easy as that. And especially with immigrants moving to the United States, it's a long process to learn the language, and it's, it's difficult. It's hard to learn languages. And so please, if you've ever run into an immigrant on the streets and they don't speak English, please be nice to them. Please give them the time of day. And don't be a jerk. Just don't be a jerk, okay? Just be nice to people. That's it. Just be nice. Um, because that immigrant is, has an... Inc and now me, as an immigrant here, I have, I have it easy. All right? I do. I have it easy compared to a lot of people. Um, because I know that I have somewhere to return to. If I run out of money, bang. I could be home in 22 hours. I could be back home. And I could be back home in the comfort of my... I could be home within 36 hours if I wanted to. And so, but other people can't do that. 
can't go back to their homeland. And so, but it's tough for those people. And so, cut them some slack and show them some love. Please do it. Because uh, it's tough for them. And so, so, yeah. So, I've learned a lot since being here. And, you know, this podcast, it wasn't too exciting. wasn't too funny. Because I'm a little down. And I wish, it's crazy. Because if you know me, you know I'm happy-go-lucky, everything is awesome kind of guy. And because it's true, because it takes a lot to get me down. Uh, but I want to be honest when I'm there. Like, not a lot bothers me. So, like, it's not, so when I'm in the States and I'm, like, happy-go-lucky, everything is awesome, it's because really I truly think that. It's not ingenuine because I'm just generally a happy dude. Uh, and it takes a lot to get me down. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of down. Uh, but even though I'm down, I'm grateful for it because it's showing me so much. It's showing me so much about what I want, who I am, and, uh, the type of life I want to live. And I'm incredibly grateful for it. And I know it's only for a short period of time. Uh, and then I know I have a home to return to. And so that gives me incredible security. And, uh, so yeah, so I'm grateful for, for being here. I'm grateful for things being tough, but uh, it doesn't help it be any less sucky. Uh, another example, I had to open a bank account without speaking language. <laughs> without language. Like, and so that's what I mean. Just everything, just every little thing is a battle. Every little thing to buy mangoes is a battle. To if I got sick, I couldn't imagine what I would do if I got sick. I have no idea. I have no idea. I would just have to go to the hospital and hope that somebody spoke English, or they could just tell by the my symptoms what was wrong. Uh, and so uh, I had to open a bank account with just they had like the lady behind the counter. She just had a form in English, and she was looking at her form in Thai and then pointing to things on my form that was in English. I had to open up a bank account without speaking words. And so just things like that make, make the living in a different country um, incredibly fatiguing. It's starting to wear me out. It's starting to hit me. Um, yeah. It's starting to hit. So, uh, and I'm starting to miss American food a lot. Holy cow. It hit me like last month where I started to miss American food. Be grateful for the diners. If you're listening to this, go to a diner. And get whatever at the diner. Get an American cheeseburger. Holy cow. Because they're amazing. And they're super sucky here. But Thai food is so good. Don't get Thai food is so freaking gosh darn good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good, the Thai food. It's like eating in high def. It's like eating in HD. It's amazing. Everything is so flavorful, but everything is so spicy. Uh, it's, it'll be to the point where I'll be eating, and I'll be sometimes I'll eat with students, and I'll be sweating because the food is so spicy, and to the point of 
hiccuping. I'll be hiccuping because the food is so spicy and the kids are just shoveling it into their mouths with no, not a, not a blink. They're just eating it up, just sucking it up, licking the plate, and I'm dying. And it's a different type of spicy. It's a different type of spicy. It's because it's not spicy on your tongue. It's spicy in your heart. <laughs> it's spicy to your soul. Like, I'll eat something and my mouth will be fine. But then once it goes to my stomach, it just spreads to every corner of my body. It feels like it goes into my stomach and then out into every section of my body. And it feels like my heart is sweating. That's the type of spicy. Like It's not spicy in your mouth. Like Yeah, it's a little bit spicy in your mouth. But it hits you when it just goes down and it spreads into your bones and your soul. And you begin to hiccup because your spirit is crying for relief. That's what type of spicy it is. Uh, but the Thai food is so good. When, it's, when, it's, when I can manage the spice, it's freaking banging with flavor. And I love it. It's super delicious. Um, and so I think now is a good time to tell you about my favorite song of the week. Uh, my favorite song of the week. And when I do these, I have it a little bit in my mind. Like, oh, I should pick like a cool song that would make me look cool. And like something that not a lot of people know. Like I'm, or like I'm old school and I'm listening to R&B or jazz or super cool like underground hip hop. Uh, so I have that in my mind sometimes. Like, I should put like, a cool song that make me look awesome. But then, uh, but I can't do it to you. I can't do that to you. I have to be honest to you guys. And so the song that, I, that has been encapsulating me the most this week has been Constellations by Water Strider. So water, like the thing that fish in strider like the man who rides a horse <laughs> so the man so the band is called stride riding water that's what it is riding water the stride water strider wider strider is the wider water strider is the name of the band constellations and this song is super funky and it makes me dance by myself it makes me dance like uh somebody who's wearing really loose clothing and is moving their hands in circular formations and is like one of those weirdos who is at a festival and they're dancing by themselves and they're doing these crazy things with their hands and they're just moving around in crazy weird ways that's what this song does to me Almost every single time I listen to it, I want to get up and dance like a weirdo. So I love it. I freaking love it. Give it a listen. And I found this song because uh, there's this uh, yoga person on Instagram. And she posted a video with a song by Water Strider um, in the background. And so I asked, I was like, hey, what song is this? And then guess what? This famous Instagram person responded to me, and it made me feel so special. <laughs> uh, 
and then she was like, this is, uh, it was like something, moon, New Moon or something, Moon Movement was the name of the song, uh, I forget what that one was called, by Waterstrider. So I looked up Waterstrider, and I freaking love them. And now I want you to go look up Waterstrider, and I hope you love it too. Uh, and I hope you loved this podcast. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope I didn't make you sad. But I can't throw BS at you, because that wouldn't be cool. Uh, so things are cool. This The highs are high, but the lows are low. And there's not a lot of middle ground. So when I do super cool stuff, it's amazing. And it's stuff that you I wouldn't ever be able to experience in the United States. But then the lows, the lows are low. And uh, I'm learning that things become familiar really quickly. Uh, no matter what it is, things just become familiar. And things just become normal. And so the things that I was super excited about, about being here at the beginning, this is now just normal. Um, and so if the fatigue is sitting in. But then one of my good friends, Maddie, she's, she's a straight shooter. She's one of those no BS friends that when you talk about stuff with, they don't like make you feel good, but they tell you the truth. Uh, and so I was, I was venting. I was basically complaining to her. And she was like, yo, uh, you went there for a reason. Right? And I was like, frick. Yeah, I did. Um, and it made me realize to stop being such a baby and just take it a week at a time. Because that's really how I'm taking it. I'm taking things one week at a time. Because I'm a teacher. I teach Monday through Friday. Take things a week at a time. And that's what I'm doing. And uh, some things suck, but some things are also incredible. And so that is why I'm grateful uh, within the suckiness. And I'm embracing the suck. And things are things are good. but uh, things are good because I'm learning a lot and I came here for a reason. And honestly, the reason that I came here is being fulfilled because I came here because I was searching for something. I was searching to find more things about myself. I was searching for things, for answers about life and answers about how to be. And I'm finding those things. Uh, did I think finding those things was going to suck? No. Uh, did I think I was going to have to sacrifice a lot? No, uh, but now I know I do, and so now I know what sacrifice is like. Uh, yeah, so now I know what sacrifice is like, and I know that the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and I know what my limit is. I'm finding my limit, and so I'm discovering a lot about myself, and I'm discovering a lot about the world, and that's why I came here. Um, and those things are happening, and so. I'm grateful for that. So my friends, I love you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you didn't get depressed. Uh, and I'm sorry if my tone was a little bit boring. Thought it maybe it was boring. So maybe I'll change it up and I'll raise my tone and I'll lower it and I'll uh, make it higher and I'll change all my inflections and all that. Off with my accent, uh, to maybe to maybe make up for my monotone podcast that you just experienced. But I love you guys so much, and that's it. That's it for today. That's it. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. I'm going to Chiang Mai over Christmas, so that'll be fun. 
Next week's episode is with a yoga instructor. Get to hear about her life. So stay tuned next Wednesday. I believe it's the 26th. Listen to it with your families. Yeah, do that. Listen to next week's episode with your family. (laughs) I love you guys so much. Thank you for being something that I can look forward to. I love you. Until next time.